We have to get to Badger before they do. Brinley, move. You're blocking me. We have to go. Fine, I'll just go around you. Hey, you're not getting past me until you tell me every last child-catching, wittier-spazzing thing you've been hiding. The whole truth. Right now. Or I scream. Brinley, okay. You asked for it. Hey, what are you- Shut up and listen! Stephen, you freak! I was created in a Whittier lab as part of an experiment designed to breed superhumans. Somehow, I escaped and wound up floating face down in the middle of the bay. That's where the Anders family found me. I couldn't remember anything, so they told me that I was their daughter. Is that familiar? Then Badger found me, and he was trying to tell me the truth, but the child catchers caught him. He must have escaped, though, because you found him wandering around the woods with no memory. So, we have to save him before they take him again. And now you know everything. Okay. Oh, boy. Now you know everything. Can we just record six minutes rewind? Just a heads up to the listeners. This show is for people who have already listened to all of six minutes. There will be spoilers. There are kids in this world who are different. Special. They look like us and they act like us. But they are not us. And one of them is missing. It's Jess Fisher. I'm here with Six Minutes creators Chris Terry and David Kreisman. Today we are talking about episodes 76 through 78, Six Minutes of Holiday Coming Clean, Six Minutes Holiday Wishes She Could Have Had Back, and Six Minutes to Stop the Catchers. With us today is superfan Laurel. Hey, Laurel. Hi, Laurel. Hello. (laughs) Hello, hello, hello. We have an adult superfan. We have an adult superfan. This is great. Yeah. Awkward. <laughs> that's not awkward that's at all. Awkward. No, it's exciting. Oh no. What is it, Dave? Forty percent, thirty-four, thirty-five percent of our listeners are, are are adults. That's what they say. Without kids. Oh, oh uh, I was gonna say, how many don't have children? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how did you find our shows? I found your shows um listening well. Again, even weirder, listening to a parenting podcast. So I do, I do have five nieces and nephews and now five great nieces and nephews. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. so it was, uh, Marge Patel was a, uh, recommendation from Dan Coyce on Slate's, um, uh, mom and dad are fighting podcast. Yep. Mm-hmm. So just from there, it just went on and on and on down the rabbit hole. Yep. Down the rabbit hole. We just keep making the rabbit hole deeper and longer. And- <laughs> that's right. That's exactly. Right. That's where we're about building rabbit holes here at Gen Z. Media. Right. And in spite of being uh, proud Gen X, I- I'm into Gen Z. Gen X. Media. Yes. Chris and I also are. Yes. yes. Gen X. Yes. I, I'm what they might call a zillennial. In the, oh, you just in made this, that up. You just made no, that up. Totally. No, no. Gen, Gen Z doesn't claim me, and neither does millennials. <laughs> I'm floating in between. Oh, good for you. <laughs> Zillennial. You heard Zillennial. it here folks first. Exactly. You heard, it, heard it here first. Uh, something that stood out to me with uh, Laurel's audition. Well, honestly, uh, Laurel told me this like a long time ago. Um, over email that something that they loved about Mars Patel was that there was a non-binary character in it. And I'm non-binary. And uh, Laurel, uh, what were your pronouns? My pronouns are they, them. I am non-binary. Yeah, sweet. And so I was like, that's so cool that that the story touched you in that way. It did. I was so excited. Yeah, just to see representation, you know, wasn't, since I am old, wasn't until I was an adult (laughs) that I, you know, 
realized like, whoa, like there's there's other people like me and that's pretty great. That's great. We hear we hear that a lot about Mars Patel and and awesome. and that particular character and it's, yeah. it's really really great. Yeah, we're glad to hear. And and I always get nervous at first because you know we wrote it now six years ago, and obviously yeah. everything evolves. And anything that you've written, you know, that wasn't written yet to today, you worry like you know does it hold up? And I think you know there are a line here or there that I'm sure we would take back if we could, um, and change it if we went back. But um, but I'm glad the spirit of it at least you know, yes. still holds up for sure. And you can fix it in the books. Yes, uh, exactly. The, uh, yeah. yeah, that's true. Normally we have mailbag questions, and we did get a good one from a fan, Natalie, but also Laurel sent us like a kajillion questions. So yeah, let's <laughs> like hear them. Like a Santa it, bag full. Let's yeah. hear them. Let's Santa hear them. Santa bag. Let's hear them. Okay, uh, y'all were looking at them. Which ones did you like, Chris and Dave? Let me pull them up again. Yeah, me Sorry. too. I got to pull them up again too. There you go. Okay, I like this one. Did the cast do table reads before recording sessions? The answer to that is we, no, no. I was trying to think. We did it for Mars Patel, but no. <laughs> There were there were yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no we had we had, we had rehearsal for Mars Patel, but that was in the days when we thought we needed to rehearse. Yeah, I couldn't remember if we had done it before the pilot of this, but we didn't. We ne- there were no rehearsals. We would uh, they'd go in cold. I mean, they'd have the scripts with them, but um, oftentimes yeah. we'd be taking the second take. Yes, that's right. Right, so yes. we'd, we'd we'd record the first, and then just yes. and then we you know uh, Michelle, our director, would have notes for them, and we would have notes, um, and then go from there and then do it again, you know, do it again. And yep. generally it was second take kind of Ta- stuff. Tape the dress as yeah. we called exactly. it. Exactly. Right? So, yeah. Uh, tape the, oh. Tape the dress. <laughs> yes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you're taping up a dress that's falling apart. Right, <laughs> yes. Tape the dress, re- dress rehearsal. Wait, this is so cool. Okay, so I love this. My personal fan theory is that Dr. Burkhead of Nice to Meet You is Oliver Pruitt's <laughs> younger brother. And then the follow-up question with that is, are there any crossover Easter eggs in the podcasts? We have some. Mm-hmm. We've done that before. I'm trying to remember. I can't there was one we did on. recently, but why isn't it coming to mind? I feel like um, there's like name drops in places, you know? I mean, to some extent, Mother Nature is its own thing with, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, but, and, and the there's so, yeah, the nature verse crosses over. And, and, and that, that show is in itself a lot of great Easter eggs, you know, from yes. listening one, one to the other. And certainly Remy had a lot of, you know, he had the moment oh, where, I mean, where may, well, may, I mean, yeah. uh, certainly the six minutes crossovers, but then at one yeah. point, you know, they may or may not have run into Mother Nature as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yes. Right, right. We also yes. get a lot of angry fan email from people that say, hey, Badger's the voice that's in Mother Nature, you know. As if <laughs> yes. like, they've, yeah. they've caught us. As if they've caught us. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, Busted, you know. using yeah. the same actors. Like Harrison Ford can do multiple different roles. Right. No, yeah, he's only Ryan Indiana has range. Jones. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Exactly. Uh, you asked, uh, were all the plot twists planned? And the same question about Remy's life. So definitely not all of them. Some, some we knew in advance. There were some of the big things we knew in advance. A lot of it was definitely being made up as as we went along, or at least at least kind of in um, tranches. So we would we would know like, okay, this is what's going to happen in the next thirty episodes or something like that. Yeah. And then and then the mini cliffhangers, what happened day by day, that was definitely made up as we, as we went along. Um, and, and Remy was 100% seat of my pants, I should say. Uh, <laughs> literally, <laughs> yes, it was, it was, it was every, um, you know, I'd, I'd write like five episodes at a time and I would have no idea where it was going to go each time. I remember the day that David called me up and said, Hey, I have this idea for the show, you know, I just, 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 just do, and I was like, Oh great. He goes, I'm like, you're going to write it. He's like, yeah, I, 
I'm gonna, you, how are you going to fit that in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. wake up on Saturday morning and figure out what happens this week. Yeah, so we were we were all so inspired to take on new thing, new projects when the pandemic started. Exactly. Oh, yes. that's so that's so true. That's, that's very so true. true. I, and y'all, you like David, you really you really got a got a hold of it. You we started pretty early on, you know, mm-hmm. with Remy. Yeah, it was like two weeks into the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he thought he'd be only writing for three and a half weeks. I didn't see that it was going to be. Yeah, I wasn't expecting a year and a half. That was, not, that was not what any of us was expecting, I don't think. I see a technical question here because it is very important. This voting during Six Minutes Rewind is very important. And so Laura wants to know, when voting on the Rewind podcast, is it for best writing or best delivery of a line? Oh, such a good question. Such a good question. And I, you know, we're going to have to go to the rule book here. Hang on, where's my rule? The answer is yes. Yes, the answer is yes. You have the accountants from the firm that collects the, yes. uh, yes. the, the tallies yes. up the, the votes. Yeah. That's the accountants. Right. Uh, and then you have another, you have more of a, a point. It is, this is interesting. I still say best robot ever at the end of all <laughs> Gen Z podcasts. So best Ro- robot ever was a website. You know, initially we thought, I don't know, David, you can back me up on this, but our thinking was that we wanted to have a website that was sort of separate from Gen Z that was just kind of about the shows and um, and that the company itself was being a production company wasn't maybe all that interesting. But um, as we got more and more into it and sort of the behind the scenes of people wanting to know how we did our shows and, and where the shows come from and sort of be aware of like what's coming next, we sort of rolled everything into the GZM shows dot com site in the in the best robot ever kind of just I remember it as being a simpler answer, which was every time someone had to spell out the website. Yes. Of, of oh, Gen God. dash G E N dash Z. Yes. No, no, it was, and it used to be dot FM. FM, which was yeah. just like, FM. FM. That's yeah. retro. Like no one's gonna be able to follow that. <laughs> so best robot ever was supposed to be memorable. Yeah. Anyway. And to me, obviously, it was. Yes. Best robot ever. Exactly. Best robot ever. Give me a C. Um, (laughs) Speaking of of robots, Jess. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Before we dive into these episodes, Laurel, would you ask for a recap from Ivan? Absolutely. Hey, Ivan, with your multitudinous (laughs) arms, would you be able to provide us? (laughs) Would you be able to provide us with a recap of the episodes we're talking about? Indeed, I could. Episode 76. Cyrus warns Holiday that the child catchers are coming for Badger, but Brinley refuses to move unless Holiday finally comes clean about everything. So she does, and instantly regrets it. Episode 77. Did I say Holiday regrets it? Brinley is delighted to realize she only lost a Holiday because Holiday cheated by using superpowers. The child catchers arrive on Snowmobile, with Magnus leading the way, and he's ready to burn down the forest to find Badger. Episode 78. Casey and Cyrus are nearly caught by security, but she gives me just a little jolt to the mainframe to help me relax. Holiday spots Badger hiding in a tree, and Brindley steps forward to distract Magnus. When he gets suspicious of her, Magnus's hands begin to warm up. Uh-oh. Magnus is scary. He is scary. <laughs> <laughs> so, very. A couple of things I would just mention about these episodes. First, I think it's really fun that we kind of have the whole cast operating as part of this, mm-hmm. this little run. Mm-hmm. Um, all yeah. hands on deck. Uh, but the thing I remember most about writing these was the discussion about Brindley's reaction. One of the things that, that Tom and I worked on a lot was when we would have these kind of big set pieces, action things, 
we didn't want action for the sake of action. So what are the consequences of all these things, crazy, craziness happening in the woods? The big one was Brindley was going to be let in on the secret. Uh, ultimately also leading to Brindley's house burning down. Those were the two big things. Um, but I think at one point we were going down a path where Brindley was going to just not believe her because, you know, we talked about what would Brindley's reaction be. And then we really got a kick out of this idea that Brindley finds out all this stuff and then loves it because it means that Holiday did not beat her. Holiday cheated in beating her at math yes. and beating her at Ovo. It was like such a, you know, perfect yeah. Brindley reaction. Yeah, absolutely. I also think it's yes. valid. Like her being like, you cheated. Like, I, I think that's valid. And, <laughs> right. and like she works so hard and she couldn't believe that somebody could do better than her when she works so hard. And now it all makes sense. You know what I mean? No one can work harder than I do. It was almost a, a, a validation for poor Brindley. It's like, what <laughs> it's, is yeah. happening to my yep. world? Yeah. I, I knew it couldn't just be. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way a regular person could come in <laughs> yeah. and be smarter than me. <laughs> It'd be better than me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember what I remember with these recording sessions is having, we had to get like five minutes of Brindley going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> also Shahadi, that was a, that was a big monologue that she has to do yeah, where was. she tells yeah. the entire story of the podcast basically. Yeah. yeah. How many takes did that take? Uh, I took a couple of times, I think, but she was, she was pretty good at it, but, but yeah, I think we might've had to break it up a little bit. I I think the the key was we really wanted her to do it fast. And that's the hard thing of saying that many words fast, like you're blurting it out. (laughs) Yeah. It may have been pieced together. I can't remember. (laughs) Forget to make it sound faster. Yeah. We actually may have gone in and cut out space between words and stuff. I also, I, I must fully acknowledge, because I've, you know, I've been engaging, observing with the fandom, and I was always like, Brinley and Magnus, you guys are crazy pants. And this one, I'm like, okay, fine. Like, I don't agree with it, but I see where they get it. Um, and is it, do you think it's Brigness ship or Magley? <laughs> Magley. Magley? Okay, Magley. Yeah. I was just like, hello, Mr. Army Man. Do you work out? Yeah. That <laughs> like, thing. Are you where is she school? learning that? Yeah, that was funny. I liked yeah. that. So shall we get into the categories? Let's get into the categories. We have a lot of lines. Sorry, guys. That's okay. Laurel, by the way, are you a uh, Cyrus and, and Brindley or uh, are you a Cyrus and Casey shipper? Uh, I would say Cyrus and Casey. I, <gasps> I love the character of Brindley. But I so don't understand or relate to her, so <laughs> it's hard hard for me. Uh, but uh, her backstory is—I mean, Casey's backstory is great, but Brinley's backstory uh, is 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 pretty uh, Dickensian, uh, and and that is, and that is compelling. Mm-hmm. So, what does that mean? So that means, um, yeah, like kind of depressing. You know, like shouldn't have a bomb. Her dad's yeah. not there a lot, and yeah. she is working really hard on her own to, and doing a darn good job of it, succeeding in school and kind of raising herself mm-hmm. uh, in yeah. a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And she seems kind of isolate. Like, does she have other friends? We're going to find out a lot about that. Yeah. Yeah. She has one. I think she had one friend once who kind of just yeah. sort of <laughs> chuck, chuckles at her line. I think it was played by my daughter, Fiona, mm-hmm. for about <laughs> two, two lines. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That's sad. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we've got best line of dialogue. Birdie, all my fault. And they'll bring him back. And nobody will ever know that this was all my fault. <laughs> nice. And we got Birdie Joe. 
Joe. Can I call you that, Joe? No. Fair enough. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, I think this is a brilliant holiday. I can't see the whole thing, so we'll see. Is Child Catchers the name of another one of your dumb homemade movies holiday? Maybe it should be called Door Catchers. Free Catchers? Losers with the Saddest Lives Catchers? Maybe I'll call it Brinley is the Stupid... <laughs> uh, <laughs> stupid Wonder what she was going to say. Stupid then. branch. Mm-hmm. Maybe. <laughs> Brinley Child Catching? You're not getting past me until you tell me every last child-catching, wittier spazzing thing you've been hiding. The whole truth. Right now. <laughs> wittier spazzing. Love it. <laughs> Brindley, honk, Brindley honkin' fraud. You're a big old honkin' fraud, that's why. She got that from her dad. Mm, yeah. yeah. A honking <laughs> frog? No, that's fraud. Bruce. I know, kidding. Oh, that's oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hustle, sci-fi, go. Get inside. Would you stop pushing me, Casey? It's not like I go around breaking into the private offices of doctors every day. I liked it. That's all. <laughs> he kind of does do that, though. At least his mom's. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I also, so I put that in because I thought it was good exposition. They didn't let us know what they were going to do, you know? Mm-hmm. And so in yeah. typical audio drama fashion, they're like, this is what we're doing, you know? And this is the, the kind of cute line. I love this line. What about him? He's kind of cute. He's a bad guy, Brinley. <laughs> For a homicidal maniac. Yeah, yeah. Casey Living Meat. We're the livingest of living meat, Cyrus. Just relax. <laughs> Classic nice. Casey. Cyrus, uh, oh, you did a thing. How did you. Oh, you did the thing. I did the thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, really, you. Yoo-hoo, army man! I'm lost in the woods, can you help me? Brinley, are you crazy? Seriously, we get out of this alive, I'm gonna kill her myself. <laughs> so what's she saying underneath, do you remember? I have it on, in the script, I think. Uh, let's see, give me a second, I'll find it. Love it. it where It was right up, she says, you who army man, yeah. is that where it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's where I was wondering. Um, no, you know what? That part is not scripted. There's certain parts that are scripted. But that one, that one, oh. she must have just ad-libbed. So I take it back. The other one, we have Brinley. Do you work out? Uh, do you work out? Do you hunt? Alex? Do you ever stop yapping, little girl? <laughs> <laughs> I remember that we gave her the the note, flirt badly, right. because I think she was like <laughs> yeah. she was too good at it, and that made that made it a little creepy. Like we didn't want it to be feel creepy. We want it to feel like someone who maybe had like, you know, seen people flirt in movies, but never really done it in real life. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that worked. Yep. That so Laura, Laura, you got a lot to choose from there. I and, know. You know, uh, I've gone to the rule book. You know what the rule books are and what, what it says. Uh, right. It just simply says yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Um, so I think it's going to maybe be between um, Bertie asking Joe if she can call him Joe, mm-hmm. uh, because we also get his nope, nope. Uh, in there, and then um, Brindley, Yoo-Hoo, Army Man, uh, <laughs> because when she says, you know, oh, I'm lost in the woods, it's such a, a an amped up version of the Brindley we know. So we know that a lot of maybe, to me, this is a hint that she's, uh, a lot of it's put on, her personality. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, it's really yeah. it's really put on. And here, she just amps it up. I like that. I That's like it. so smart. 
I would vote for I like that. It. I think that's a, that's a good mm-hmm. one. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I also think it's funny. I like it also because I'm imagining her in this like vintage 40s dress. Like, you who? I like it. <laughs> With a little like, you know, in the background. <laughs> awesome. Uh, but yeah, great. <laughs> what's the ne- what's, what do we got next? Oh, it's sound design, of course. Ah, woohoo. I'm going to come up, you know, on the next week, I'm going to make a thing that's like sound design, and it does like a whole sound pew, effect. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, pew, yeah. Pew, yeah. Pew, pew. Okay, so best round, best round design. I was reading. For, I was reading the frog first one. Uh, we got the best frog design. <laughs> That's why I wrote dinosaur question mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sounds like the velociraptors. Yeah. Yes, it does. It yep. does. Again, we yes. st- we still could have been figuring out frog sounds at that point. Uh, transition. There's three different transition sounds because I think they're all great. All right, let's hear. Let's go. We'll go one, two, three. Very good. You're going to hate it. (laughs) Also into wind. That's what do you call it, Chris, when you're playing the drums with that like brushy thing? That's what that sounded like to me. Yeah, playing drums with brushes. That's what I thought. Yeah. Is that really what it's called? It's brushes, yeah. No way. So I was close by saying brushy thing. Yeah, brushy thing. They literally are brushes. It's, cool. a, it's a drumstick with a brush on the end. <laughs> I thought there was maybe some sort of technical. Term. No, they're made of metal. They're made of a metal. A whisk? Like mm. they, it's, a, it's a little bit fuzzier and warmer than a whisk. Yeah. And they, they retract. They retract, so exactly. When you, what? Retract. When you yeah. put them away, they don't get all tangled up. Really? Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. Laurel, do you play the drums? No, but I did play the clarinet. You just know some stuff. Like 12 uh, years. Yeah, I do know some stuff. And uh, just fun fact, my husband is uh, an audio engineer. Oh, there you go. So we have a little sound design (laughs) expert here. (laughs) Got some sound design expertise going on. Uh, Now they can't just gang up on me, Laurel. Right. That's right. (laughs) I got got your back. I got your back. Hey, it's Dave. GZM Rewind is brought to you by BarkBox. Now, I have two dogs. I've got Texie and Riggins, both rescues from Texas. Oh, Texie and Riggins. And guess what? This week it was Riggins' birthday. And not only was it Riggins' birthday, but his actual biological brother lives across the street at our friend's what? house. Came from the same litter. Holy and so smokes. they share a birthday, of course. And so we had a little birthday party every what? year. We, we have the three dogs together. And oh you got to have treats. You got to have toys. So luckily, we have a subscription to BarkBox. Ah. We were able to provide all the dogs with treats and toys. That sounds like the um, perfect party. When you need a lot Jameson. of dog treats and toys for a dog party, what better spot to get them than BarkBox? I mean, yeah, yeah. you have a subscription. Yeah. And Jameson dressed up for the occasion. That's Regan's <gasps> brother across the street. He was wearing a bow tie, which is really cute. Wow. <laughs> They're four years old. They were pandemic puppies. Yeah. Wow. wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So, so if you are having a birthday party for your dog, or you just want to treat them or yourself, uh, get a subscription to BarkBox. Right. So go to gzmshows.com slash BarkBox to sign up now. And you also get a free bonus toy in every box. Ooh, so if huge. your dog's brother happens to be in the neighborhood, you get a free bonus toy for them. Nice. BarkBox is on a mission to make all dogs happy, and we're on a mission to make great stories that make you happy. So support us by going to gzmshows.com slash BarkBox and getting a subscription today. And now back to the show. Before we get back to the show, I just want to say how much we have loved bringing you shows like Winnie Taylor's Fourth and Inches or the new Earth Rangers Underground podcast, and especially the new episodes in the Six Minutes feed. 
the ones about the Cyrus Lost Tapes. And this is when I need to say a big thank you to all our GZM subscribers. Your support makes independent audio like this possible. If you're not a GZM subscriber yet, right now is the time to join for ad-free listening, early access, and more. Show your support and learn more at gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Help us bring you more great shows by becoming a subscriber today. And thank you. Well, here's transition three. There's a lot of transitioning into wind on this. Into episode. wind, yeah. yes. <laughs> Reminder that there's a blizzard because yeah. you can't really have too many blizzard sounds while the scenes are going on. No. <sighs> yeah, exactly. And it just helps helps the 85 percent of the people that think it's summertime. <laughs> uh, whistle. Start searching your quadrants. Go, go, blizzard go. or not, we're not leaving here without badger. <laughs> and there's Dave in the background. I think go 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 go. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of sounds like he says lizard or not. <laughs> <laughs> the the Dave Whittier Corp uh, child catcher clones. Right. Oh. All, all eight of me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> all talking to each other. We got him. Don't worry. We're on him. <laughs> Action scoring is next. I have no idea what Brinley is thinking, hubby. Nice. That's a cue written by uh, my good friend and also helped with a lot of the music on this show, Sean Pierce. Very oh. good cue. It's called Hovey's Theme. Called Hovey's Theme. Really? No. Nice. We just oh. call it whatever oh. we want. Right. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you you could tell us Hedwig's anything theme. and we'll believe yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, Play along. Yes and, Chris. Exactly. We have walkie-talkie. So what's your name again? <laughs> That's some of my favorite stuff. I don't know why, but whenever we lay walkie-talkie, like, you know soldiers talking to each other in the background it yeah. always just makes it feel so real it's great it it heightens the tension it does I think. yeah and everybody and, and every just like you know i think you said on one of your points you know that all the best sound design happened in the 70s it's very very 70s like, <laughs> you know true true fact. That, that, that straight picture of what's actually going yeah. on yeah uh so well there's a couple of sound designs a couple of six <laughs> or seven sound designs um there is a few yeah, yeah. what's your what's your favorite so while I like the excitement of the whistle, mm -hmm. it reminds me a bit of um, in The Sound of Music toward the end when Rolf, oh. um, you know, whistles <laughs> oh, and, yeah. you know, exposes the Von Trapps. Ah. Um, so I actually think I'm going to go with transition number three. Oh, okay. Because uh, it feels, um, it has a nice subtlety to it, but it's it's tense, mm -hmm. but not overdone. And one of the rare exceptions, and Dave... We'll tell you this too that we we don't we do it often, but when we do, it sort of sort of seems to always fit. Is this having a music crossover from one scene to the next? Yeah, uh, and that we typically don't do, but like I said, every so often an opportunity presents itself, and we're like, yeah, that just really works, you know. So that's I think that was one of those those transitions where like the music ended in one scene and picked, kept going through to the next. Yeah, yeah. Um, agreed. Yeah. In a way, it reminds me of old talk shows from the 40s where the, the screen would go wavy mm -hmm. and it'd go doodle 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 Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, that's, that's the flashback effect. Right. Yes. From, yes. Yes. From, yes. Isn't it from Wayne's World Wayne's too? World and, every, uh, and Wayne's everything World. else. Yes. Okay. And everything else. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and everything. Very, not very, not just is, talk the, shows from the 40s? That's weird. No, I don't <laughs> I don't think they used that on talk shows. I feel like that was like a 70s sitcom. 
Yeah. Well, there was a, there were these talk shows called something like A Day in Your Life or something, and oh, they would yes. have somebody yeah. on. Yeah, that was they would do that a lot. Yeah. Anyway, this is yeah, this is your nerdy life. Okay. stuff. Yes. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so this is a Dave category. Yeah. Can I, oh, I got, can I read this Dave category? Because it's yeah, yeah, so yeah. funny. The This is Bad Award for Badness. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. So I'll explain. So this is a list of all the bad things, and you have to choose, Laurel, which one you think is the worst, well, or baddest, okay. whichever you. If you want to use good yeah. grammar or bad grammar. <laughs> yeah. The first one we have is Blizzard. Are you coming? Sure. After you tell me what a child catcher is. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah. Child no. catchers on not snowmobiles. Good. What is that? They're snowmobiles. From Whittier. <laughs> also not good. You know, very... I always it always reminds me of like Whittier has chase vehicles that are just very <laughs> <Yeah>. weather specific. <laughs> like, it's, like, it's like it's like it's like it's like the you know it's like the beginning of Empire Strikes Back when you're like oh wow they have all this stuff that works in the snow. Yeah. That's right. Yes. Right. And they've got they have those uh, boats that you drive in the swamp. You know, with the big fan. On That's the right. Jet skis they have. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Or you know they can quickly <laughs> change to snow skis because you never know, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. they got snow skis at the ready. They got jet skis mm-hmm. at the ready. Depends on what time of year it is. Yeah. Uh, Child catching all year round. That's that's says it it on the calendar. (laughs) Where are the dog sleds? That's right. They should in Alaska. (laughs) Child catching from January to December. It's not a month. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Barely breathing. You have your assigned quadrants. Remember, we need Badger alive. But barely breathing works too. Yeah, that almost sounds like a, be- a Ben accidental laugh caught in there. Maybe. That, that sounds like Ben's laugh. That's right. so yeah. funny. Yeah, he actually thought it, he actually thinks that's funny. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just leave it in. <sighs> critters fixing. Take out any critters you might be fixing to eat the kids. I don't think that's necessary, Joe. Mister Anders, those woods belong to those creatures, as far as they're concerned. I don't ever tread on their land without backup. <laughs> so that's really two bad things at once. That's the critters yeah. fixing to eat the kids and, and Joe heading out into the storm with his hunting gear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the two last ones together, hunting gear and – yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, which one of those bad things win the award for badness? There's two more like that, that I don't have clips for. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's, so Magnus yeah. with his fire hands. Okay. Right, yeah. because that's yeah. other clips. That's bad. And uh, and Brindley knowing Holiday Secret. Also, it's also bad. Right. Also bad. Right. Also bad. <laughs> These are all so bad. Um, but I think I'm going to have to go with child catchers on snowmobiles. <laughs> because yeah. snowmobiles are big and scary and mm-hmm. fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so are child catchers. And so yep. are child catchers. Very James yes. Bond. Very mm-hmm. James all, Bond. All right? the Daves. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> all yeah. The Daves. Yes. All the yes. Daves. All the Daves. Yeah, that's a good cho- yeah. good scary choice. I agree. I yeah. Agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Creep- creepy. I that's think good. I think this is a really interesting next category that Dave came up with. And it's 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 very uh we're growing mm-hmm. emotionally and maturely <laughs> as a show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's a philosophical question rather than a category. You're Brinley or Badger. Would you believe Holiday? I do have the clip of Holiday and Badger's little spat while she's floating. So that's an option to play. Or we could just talk. And where is that one? That is in four. It, it would be four. I see you. Stop where you are. Stay away. Badger, it's me, Holiday. Like I said. It's okay. I'm here with your sister. Yeah, I see her. What's she doing? 
She's trying to distract some guys. You're in trouble, Badger. We're actually working together this time to save you. Who are those guys? They're called child catchers. You're the one who told me about them. Why are they looking for me? They're looking for both of us. They just don't know who I am. But you... Both of us? Why? Who... Who are we? I'm sorry. I've been wanting to tell you, but I knew you couldn't keep it from your... Uh... Sister. But now that she knows, I can tell you. It started about a year ago. I woke up in this hospital, and I didn't have a clue who I was. He's in a tree. He's so scared. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like um, when he says, but who are we? Like, acknowledgement that they are kind of the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's starting to to believe her. That's right. Yeah. So the thing we we talk about a lot when we're writing is, like, these people don't know that they're in a podcast. Right? (laughs) (laughs) They think they're real people. So yes. when these things happen to them, they are, <laughs> they are shocking. If somebody tells you this crazy story yeah. and, and you don't know that you're in six minutes, do you believe them? Right. I wouldn't believe them. I, I, yeah, probably not. <laughs> I think in the but world again, of the back, story though, right? In, yeah, the in the world, world of their of reality and sort of everything right. that they're forced to believe, I think it becomes yeah. easier to believe because of what they've be- believed, you know, that's I guess before. Holiday's literally on a hoverboard right now. Well, yeah, I was just say, like, there's more direct, visual, very present uh, evidence for Badger right there. And with Brindley, you know, I do like that, that um, Holiday's superpowers make Brinley's world make sense. Like, oh, I'm not the <laughs> smartest anymore. But you know, she could be sort of reaching. That's uh, wishful thinking. Uh, so with Badger, there's so much more tension. And he sounds so scared. Oh. I think if I were Badger, I might believe her because I don't know what else to believe. And I'm, I'm now seeing like, yeah, yes, you're acknowledging we're working together this time. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think if I were Badger... I would believe her. Mm-hmm. And Dave, I'm going to drop a big, big word on everybody here. Mm-hmm. But it's not quite right, but it's sort of the the, the concept you're getting at is verisimilitude. Uh, verisimilitude. 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 Okay, what does that mean? Or, or, but that's more coming from the audience perspective of whether they believe the world that the, that the show is set in. Mm-hmm. Not so much about the characters believing the show that they're set in, but maybe similar. Creating a believable world in which everybody exists. Right. Well, and with six minutes, we've talked about it before. Part of the of building this world was starting from a place that is pretty real, you know, right. so that it gets crazy. Like yeah. at this point in the story, it's getting crazier and crazier. You know, I think if we had had superpowers like someone with fire hands or Casey being yeah. able to control electricity in episode two, we would have would have been a very different story. But by the time we've gotten here, you know, little by little, we've started to see things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, huh. and we always, you know, I come from the world of writing short fiction, so you know, we always talk a lot about the story can kind of be as crazy as you want, but if you're if you're in, if you're in, putting the story in with these believable characters that have real human emotions that we can relate to, then it doesn't matter if it's you know a squid with ten fingers talking to his his wife. If the story is relatable, then you're gonna believe and and feel for the squid with ten fingers living on Mars. You know what I mean? <laughs> that kind of thing. It, I. <laughs> Couldn't have said it 
better myself. <laughs> the Coming soon to Gen Z media. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. With ten, it's called simply it's simply called Squid with Ten Fingers Living on Mars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a crossover. It's a crossover. It's a, <laughs> for sure. Uh, the other interesting thing about believability uh, as an adult without children of my own uh, who is a fan of YA literature and podcasts, you know, there's a lot of stuff where I'm like, eh, it's not really, it's not, well, and that's it, you know, that's not really right or that wouldn't happen. Sometimes it's hard for me to think like, do kids really believe this or buy into it? But then realizing like, okay, you know, some of those details don't matter. Right, because mm-hmm. I'm relating to the squid with ten arms, <laughs> right? And that's right. Good and point. I, I feel, I feel for Brinley, even though she probably isn't a terribly realistic character. Right. We <laughs> kind of do have a squid with ten arms in the name of Ivan. That's right. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we got uh, we got two different fan art submissions of stuffed Ivans. Like, what a delight in my inbox. Keep the <laughs> fan art coming. Please. I love it. I was thinking about if we actually did make a stuffed Ivan. That I think we'd be have a lot of returns. Like I feel like those arms would just be easily be ripped off by yeah. little brothers and sisters, like dogs. Oh, dogs. Like I feel yeah, like I feel, feel like the arms would last ten minutes. I think the yeah. arms should be extendable. You know what I mean? How they can like you can kind of like yeah. them in and out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah good idea. Yeah, yeah. Inspector Gadget kind of thing going on. That was a good uh, philosophical uh, discussion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good uh, stuff. What do we got next? Best cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. Right. Brinley knows everything. And now you know everything. Okay. Oh boy. Now you know everything. I like these moments because it's like a you can't go back vibe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And we've got uh, Magnus. Just know we're not leaving until he's captured, even if it takes me setting this entire forest on fire. And then we have Magnus set stuff on fire. <laughs> do you think that the do you think that the child catchers like working for Magnus? Right. No, he's no. a teenager and they're adults. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. thinking about that. Yep. And they don't have powers, but he does. Like right. they'd be they'd like, be like this punk. Yeah. Worst feel, boss ever. Yeah, I feel like there's two of them standing next to each other just out of earshot. Like, yeah, get a load of this guy when he tries right. to light it on right. fire. He's, he's probably killed <laughs> like eight of them because he caught them talking about him behind yes. their, his back. Yeah. He just sets them on think, fire. I think it's really funny that he says, like, we'll find him or I'll set this place on fire is very, like, Chekhov device. Like, right. since he oh. said, I'm going to set everything on fire, That's we right. know things are yes. going to catch on fire. Chekhov's fireball. Chekhov's fireball. Yes. <laughs> Which, and then in this one, he actually does set stuff on fire. I was just thinking you look awfully chilly in this blizzard. Maybe you'd like to, I don't know, warm up. <laughs> He's such a good villain. That voice actor is so great. Yes. yes. And he, um, th- there's a little reverb on him mm-hmm. there at the mm-hmm. end. Mm-hmm. Or you're the, ah, ah, ah. yeah. See, he sounds very. Nothing makes a villain more ominous than a Google going out on a little reverb. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually think it is that last one because, uh, the fire sound. So uh, this is mm. this is really uh, a sound cue. Uh, shout out that that makes it scary. That to me mm. that that really puts it uh, in the 
very dangerous and scary category. You can hear the crackling. And I think one of the things we try to do is make it sound like that he was actually moving in the fireballs around in his hand, to sort of you know move the move the sound design around in the stereo field, so you got an idea that he was sort of yeah. you know that tossing them back and forth. Right. And I also was going to yeah. bring up how many how many. Uh, Sort of references to being hot and cold does Magnus always make? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, you know, <laughs> like Arnold in the bad yeah. Batman movie where exactly. he's Mr. Exactly. Freeze and he keeps making cold jokes. Exactly. Oh, exactly. I'm on fire! Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Things are getting hot in here. Yeah, right. you look pretty cold, Missy. Why yeah. don't you cool off for a while? Right? Exactly. <laughs> Love it. It's like he, it's like he knows he's a cartoon villain sometimes. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. He uh, well, that's a good win. Magnus for the win. Yeah. Trophy on its sure, way, Magnus. Sure to send his trophy, yeah. Uh, He'll just melt it down. <laughs> <laughs> into, into all his other trophies. Yeah. Next, we got MVP, Jess. What, yeah, what I just threw these on. I'm trying to think of those notes that we should take a gander at. This is really cool that um, Brindley and Holiday work together in these episodes, uh, mm-hmm, whether they mm-hmm. like to or not. Like, toward the end, they are definitely working together. Till Brindley turns on her again. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. I do like what Casey's up to with short-circuiting Ivan a little bit. I think that's good stuff. What else is going on that I like? Holiday putting out all the info. Oh, yeah. Coming clean. Yep. Holiday coming clean. I mean, for for me, I'm just going to put it out there. For me, this is Brindley's episode. Mm. I'm just throwing it out there. Just because this is the moment where she's brought into the fold. Yeah. Yeah. She also does when— I, I love when she stands up for her love for Badger, mm-hmm. for Bruce. Yeah. I think that's really good stuff. Yeah, yeah, it plays into what you were saying, Laurel, about this is a very lonely person who yes. found found you know found a kid in the woods and and turned him into her brother because she was so desperate for yeah. human interaction, for family. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> and I, the fact I, I that think she got her dad to go along with it. Yeah. Well, well. Right. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. What's going on? He'll there? do anything for her. Yes, I know. He probably feels guilty that he's away on the oil rigs all the time. I and probably. Get, so he's like, "Yeah, you can have a buddy." Oh my gosh, that's so sad. <laughs> Are there actually oil rigs in Alaska? Oh, yes. You work on the pipeline. Yeah, I think they. I think there are oil rigs, aren't they? Maybe up in um, Bering, you know, in the Bering Sea and Barrow, and then the pipeline comes down right all the way. Have you? You've been to Alaska. Um, <laughs> the pipeline like runs the length of of the state. Yes, and then uh, it's offloaded. You know, like where the Exxon Valdez it's crash. That was an oil. Oh, just, well. just that was an oil tanker that <laughs> that ran aground in the eighties or nineties. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes. Remember yeah. It. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. They did a lot of scrubbing of birds. <laughs> a lot of scrubbing of sad birds. A lot of scrubbing of sad yes. birds. Oh, yes. with some dawn so With some dawn, yeah, yeah, absolutely. A lot of yeah. birds walking with covered oil. It was very sad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Laurel, you said that your sister's a meteorologist in Alaska, right? She, yes, she Yes, she is. Yeah. She's, That's in, super uh, she's cool. been in Fairbanks since uh Oh, I've been to Fairbanks. Oh, nice. That's yeah. a weird place. It is Most a weird Most of place. Alaska is 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 odd. In Pretty a good, in a good way, in a good way. Yeah, like you know, our Alaskan listeners are like, "What?" I know. <laughs> no, I please, love Alaska. Please, please don't send us angry emails. Alaska don't send listeners. us angry emails. Yeah, Alaska we know you. Is... We know you just got the internet, but this is not. This is just a podcast. <laughs> oh. 
Okay. Ben said so they were living there. There seemed to be a lot of people who were on the run from one thing or another. Yeah, that's right. But ben, you can say okay. that about Florida too. Yeah, Gen Z, C, Gen Z CEO Ben, he lived there for quite a couple years. Yeah. Why, yeah. why are well, we dragging Alaska right now? What's, no, okay, Alaska is amazing <laughs> and beautiful. And I do have a cousin who did literally have to take his family on the run and they went to Alaska. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we love Molly of Denali. We do Molly love Molly. Don't forget Alaskan. Set your VCR for next week so you can be sure to record the podcast. Oh <laughs> my gosh. I'm not, I'm not for this slander. I love how the Canadian is looking down on Alaska. Know, right, what? I know, right? I know. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, eh? So Brindley, I, th- I agree. I think, I think it's yeah. a Brindley episode. Brindley wins. I think it's definitely, definitely uh, Brindley. <laughs> Woo! Yay, Brinley. Oh, Yay, well, Brindley. you know. Just prepare the trophy. Of, put it in the mail. Speaking of Brinley, I don't I don't have to put it in the mail because no. uh, she may be uh, visiting us pretty soon. Oh. Ava DeMary, next yes. week's guest. Ava DeMary, next week's guest. Isn't that very exciting? I'm excited. It is very exciting. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm going to geek out. The voice actors for the kids, they're all not kids anymore. Mm-hmm. They're all so much so much older, which is really interesting to hear them now on six point three one. Yes, yes, he was, was in college. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's actually like goes to school with one of my friends. I'm looking forward oh. to being like, oh, do you know? You know. <laughs> yeah. So before we head out, Laurel, do you have anything anything else you want to say about GZM about six minutes? Um, so it, genuinely, no shade to Alaska. I. I love Alaska. <laughs> um, mm, and I I love uh, GCM Media. I, I'm woefully behind on some of the newer podcasts, but I've been spending a lot of time re-listening to Six Minutes because of Six Minutes Rewind and, and continually um, on tenterhooks with those cliffhangers. So the, this is why when it first aired... Do you say aired with a podcast when the podcast first dropped? Right. <laughs> I would say I would save them up, and I think I once like it was almost like a year, so I could listen to them back to back because uh, I'm a big. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's so, amazing. I wonder if anybody else awesome. does that. Do more. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's one. Yeah, we uh, realized that most people binge it because uh, we had to shorten the music and all the stuff because people were listening, yeah. <laughs> saving them up and doing that exact thing. Yeah. So yes. we tried to make it more bingeable, if definitely. So I'm I'm excited that this show has become such a hit. You do so many classroom visits, and I really mm-hmm. look forward to more amazing uh, podcasts from you all. Thank you. Oh, Very nice to you. hear. It's so yeah. nice so to hear, and it's great. It's great when. Uh, we get to talk to somebody who knows so much about the show and is, is so interested in the show. And it's always sparks us to think back to how we did the show. So it's, it's thank you for coming on and, and talking about all that. Thank you. Oh, Jess. Oh, uh, I hear something. You know what to do. Email you know me an audio clip do. at jessicagcmshows.com. Listen to episode 79 through 81 next. Peace. Love and Peace out. Love and Can you make it a cool clip that has a bunch of reverb on it of me saying like, you know what to do. And it's like, bow, 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 and it's echoes and stuff. I bet you may say it right now, Jason will do it over top of all this. Go for it. You know what to do. Or I'll set this whole podcast on fire. Or I'll set this whole podcast on fire. <laughs>
I wore winter boots every day for two years. I hate climbing trees. I'm Deborah Goldstein, host of the podcast The Big Fib, and half of those statements were indeed fibs. On every episode of The Big Fib, we bring on two grown-ups. One is an expert and the other is a liar. And it's the job of our human child contestant to help us figure out who is who, because no one can spot a liar better than a kid. We've had episodes on everything from Minecraft to mythology and from Lego to libraries. Join me and my robot co-host, Lisa, on The Big Fib on Apple Podcasts or on gzmshows.com.